Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome back to Truck Tech, everyone. A new show and a new week. We are here in Boston, Massachusetts, where I have an opportunity in just a little bit to spend some time with Martin Dom, the CEO and chairman of the board of Daimler Truck. That is the big Daimler Truck, uh, the global version. And we will be talking about a number of topics with him. They just finished, uh, the Daimler executive team finished a Capital Markets Day presentation, their first live event that they've had since Daimler became a standalone company being spun out of uh, Daimler AG, which was uh, its parent was Mercedes-Benz, uh, passenger cars. So now with Dom in charge and with a lot of really positive uh, projections from Daimler, uh, we'll talk about that. We'll also talk to him about, obviously, some technology uh, moves. He's got very strong opinions on most of these things, so it'll be good to hear from him. Look forward to uh, having you take a look right now. Martin Dom, thank you very much for taking the time to talk with me for Truck Tech this week. It's great to have you. Thanks for uh, having us in Boston yesterday. And uh, it is so good to hear your plans and some of the very sunny projections that you held. Let me understand from you a little bit how the reaction went. You were talking to analysts here in Boston. I mean, the, the analysts appreciate uh, several things. Number one, the transparency we show and that we not just talk numbers, that we talk technology as well. Because uh, I think that's the essence of Daimler Trucks. That's the essence of Daimler Trucks North America, of the Freightliner brand. We define ourselves through technology, being the best solutions to our customers to make their life. You had some pretty interesting projections and some pretty big numbers uh, out there, including um, 40 to 60% revenue increases by the end of uh, the decade. Um that is sort of what you can do, but a lot of things have to happen to make that, right? Yeah, but uh, first of all, it has to do with us to have great products. For me, uh, revenue is never a target. I don't do business to have revenue. I do business to give our customers good solutions. Yeah, uh, The same was in the old days of market share. Yeah, It's not the market share. Yeah, It's about having great solutions out yeah. Well, it's interesting though. Market share is also something that you're predicting. And I have to ask because gaining 5% share, five percentage points of share seems enormous in the North American market. Now, you are the leader there at 40%, roughly. You project 45 by the end of the decade. Who's going to give that to you? Where are you getting that? I mean, if you go back a couple of years, not so long, uh, DTNA was at 30%. Yeah. So we already did the step from 30 to 40. Uh, uh, we see a lot of growth in the vocational segment where we uh, now have this uh, uh, Western Startup Series, an absolutely great product which uh, will expand its presence in the market. So I pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, and you've got the whole X Series now, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. which is, uh, you know, the 57XW, you've got the nice complement to the Cascadia. 
You've got, uh, you know, some heavy haul products below that. Yeah. Uh, there, there apparently is perhaps some customers that you haven't reached yet. If you're, you know. Yeah. Uh, we have a great dealer network. Yeah. We, we put a lot of emphasis in the last years, you know, improving the dealer network where we had weak spots, make some star spots. We have great partners out there at the market. Uh, I would say if we are with a customer, we are there. For the long run, uh, we are good part as ease of doing business with us. Uh, so very positive. Yeah, yeah. I will switch to technology, uh, and we'll keep it at the high level. But I think one of the things you confirmed uh, for us uh, uh, again yesterday was this idea of um, hydrogen ice now becomes part of our internal combustion engines fueled by hydrogen becomes part of the solution set for you. Um, this is something back in Germany when we last talked. You said you were looking at, but something's happened to tip it over, right? I mean, the the hydrogen ice is a great solution, especially for rotational trucks, uh, because you can use a lot. Uh, I mean, rotational trucks it's a huge complexity, uh, and it's the interface between the body and the power source through a transmission. Uh, and with the hydrogen ice, we can transform everything we have today in the combustion engine world into the new. The reason why I, if you would have asked me the same question about a year ago, I was not sure whether the regulators would allow that because by burning even hydrogen, you get some byproducts in, in much lesser quantities than on today's if you burn oil or diesel, uh, but you still get some. And the big question is, would those trucks be considered zero emission? The answer by the regulators, especially in Europe these days, is yes. So we are ready to go there. Otherwise, we have eight electric trucks. And, and just to close out on hydrogen ice, that seems to be a tipping point for you, that European Commission decision where they're saying they, yeah. they do qualify. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we, we uh, so for us, it's not a new technology. Yeah. For me, uh, to be great on hydrogen ice, you need two things. You need a lot of knowledge about ice, and we certainly have that, 120 years. Uh, and you need a lot and you need a lot of experience on, 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 on handling hydrogen on a truck. And through our fuel cell experience, since many years, we have that too. So we just combine the two experiences and yet, and therefore we have pretty fast. I went back and, and listened to what we talked about in, in Germany back in September uh, regarding sort of the, the approach to fuel cells that you're taking with cell-centric and Volvo. And uh, you said at the time that, you know, you had and brought basically all of the knowledge and the history with fuel cells to that and you got a good financial partner yeah. you were talking about how it couldn't be really 51 49 because no marriage works that way yeah. but a 50 50 works rather well you would have picked that up a little bit <laughs> i was in marriage it's mine yeah uh whoever from your listeners thinks of a 51 49 marriage might uh discuss with, I, with his or her significant other who has a 51 that's right. I have 32 years and I'm obviously we're running 50, 50 in yeah, my house. But <laughs> and that is, that is a good option. Yeah. You have to be on high level with each other. Uh, you have to understand you need the same. It's not like in, a, in any good relationship. You need the same long-term targets. You need the same values. You need the same way how you approach things and you complement each other with your strengths. And this is exactly happening on that Volvo joint venture. Uh, research-centric going extremely now, one of the things that was brought up uh, during the uh, analyst presentation was this idea that a lot of 
especially fuel cell technologies, you build off a passenger car. And that's really where most of your history is, right? I mean, in, in that way. And, and when you look at the cell-centric product, it is twin, you know, yeah. uh, basically, presumably passenger car fuel cells. That's how most people do it. You're starting to see a few that are heavy duty. The Hyzon product, for example, is a single uh, fuel cell now. Um, do you think that there will be an evolution into a true heavy duty product rather than something that is? I would first say that that what we present here from Southcentric, it's a true heavy duty product. You know, it has a longevity of a product. It 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 uh, provides power. Heavy duty product will need. We have hundreds. In, uh, one stack is 150 kilowatts. Show me in the industry. Uh, okay. more than 150 kilowatt stack. So we provide the 300 kilowatt. I could see that at one point of time, those two stacks merge together would save us some cost on that, but still have the same output. But this is a normal evolution of things. Yeah. So we got to start with something. And this is a yeah. good start, right? Yeah. Now you're still kind of looking second half of the decade, uh, 27-ish yeah. for that. Is that, yeah. is that accurate? Yeah, because we, we, uh, we need the infrastructure. If we would have today, uh, a fully functioning hydrogen truck, nobody would buy it because where does this company would get the hydrogen from? So I would see, I see some prototype series or small series, uh, 25-ish, yeah? and then it takes another two years. Yeah. So there's no point in, in, in pulling it ahead because, as you say, there's no infrastructure in, in the ground for it. We are in very, very close cooperation with, uh, with the companies that are going to offer hydrogen. And I say, oh, has to be green or blue hydrogen, CO2 free hydrogen, because if you release CO2 while with the same as with electricity, if you burn coal uh, to get electric energy to 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 to, to uh, uh, charge a battery, you better burn diesel. It helps the planet more. Right. Well, and and even uh, you know most of the hydrogen today is gray. It comes from natural gas. Yeah, and it's not. It needs blue that you at least capture. Mm -hmm. Then, uh, so that's the, the nature of blue hydrogen. Right. You capture the CO two that uh, you 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 separate from the hydro from the hydrogen molecules, but then you capture it, so it becomes blue. And that would be even electrolyzes and go on with solar uh, and then transport it to the place where you. You've also talked about it, obviously, hydrogen is a great carrier of energy, right? I mean, yeah. you can store it and, and carry it. And I think you've made reference to that in the past, that there's more than just vehicles, yeah. uh, you know. I mean, hydrogen is number one. It's the key question is that is far beyond automotive. It's how to store and transport green energy. But either way, oil is green energy from some 70, 80 million years ago, <laughs> stored and transported. You talked about the dinosaurs. I remember that one. Okay. Because the question is, do you transport the air? Heat energy is always wind and solar. And that's, or let's say solar is the energy planet Earth gets since millions, billions of years. Right. How to capture it? You can capture it momentarily through the grid, electrons, but these electrons are pretty fast gone, or you link it to a molecule. The most stable linkage of energy to a molecule is with carbon. Uh, unfortunately, once you release carbon, we get the carbon back in the atmosphere, which we don't yeah, so you need a carbon-free molecule, and the second best one is hydrogen. On the subject of infrastructure, um, you have two. You are part of two uh, build-outs, if you will, for uh, in Europe as well as in the U.S. Um, how about an update on this? I know you've named them, 
and you're moving towards getting a, a structure in place. Yeah. And we have in both, uh, in both uh, Mylands in Europe and Greenland mm -hmm. uh, in the US and Europe with competitors in the US with the energy company and the financial investor. Uh, we want to kickstart that, you know, for us, it's, it's uh, the magic formula for me is always great products, great infrastructure and total cost of ownership narrative. Total cost of ownership parity is part of how we price CO2, how we subsidize uh, green energy. Products is our home turf and we'll have great, we have great products. We will have more great products in the months and years to come. The big question is on the infrastructure side. We can't show it everything on our own, but we want to be a role model therefore we want to keep starting. Therefore, we should start. You earlier used another funny sort of analogy, the idea of getting us as a country and as a world really to the idea of, uh, of sustainability of sustainable life. And you compared it to a diet. We yeah. tell it, it, it was a, it was a funny story, but I think it's worth the, the listeners hearing. Yeah. The, the issue is when I sometimes, uh, hear people talking about, we want to save the climate. But we want to change anything and it shouldn't cost anything. It reminds me something for myself. Okay? <laughs> I would love to lose weight, but I hate exercising and I just love good food. You know? <laughs> uh, and, and yes, I'm all in favor of losing weight. Right. I really good food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's the same thing sometimes when I follow my discussions Right. Well, that, if you want to change behavior, do you want to pay for anything? We ultimately have to pay, at least to pay. So is it a courage issue? Uh, is it a courage issue on the part of governments and things like that to sort of, you know, because this is going to flow down. I mean, people are going to have to pay for this. They, like you say, there's a cost. It's not, it's not free. It's not free. Yet. Uh, but you can say today there are costs which are not reflected for the ones who use it. There are the costs of natural disasters. Mm -hmm. If you would put the cost, wild, extensive wildfires cause, the cost, Terrible hurricanes cause the cost that drought causes on agriculture. It would put all those costs to the ones who burn the CO2. Mm -hmm. I would say then it's actually not, not a free again. Yeah. We externalize those. And I think what I really like is that the world starts to rethink those things. And then ultimately, I'm an optimist, you know, ultimately. Right. Autonomy, another favorite yeah. of yours. I mean, in 2019, you purchased Torque Robotics. Yeah. Uh, now it is moving forward. There, yeah. the customers are doing lows. And yeah. Things are are happening there. Uh, the uh, autonomous space, you said, really comes down to two companies. It comes down to Torque, and it comes down to to Waymo or yeah. Waymo Via. Yeah. Now, Waymo Via is kind of on hiatus right now. I mean, you know, they're they're not doing that much because Alphabet sort of cut a lot of the other bets money, you know, and that sort of thing. Are you still convinced there? That yeah, absolutely. I mean, Waymo is still very active in the field of economy. Uh, they, they, they do a lot on the, on, on the passenger car side and a lot of that, what they learn on that side, they will use on the truck side as well. Uh, we, we are doing our program, uh, developing the redemption them together, but on the other side, we are really bullish about what more can and will provide in the future to us. So, so I would say. It, it feels like with Torque, things are coming a little closer than maybe they were. You've always said end of the decade, kind of 10 years out. It was, you know, back in 2019, you said that. Yeah. Um, maybe a little faster than that. It seems to be moving. We said it's always the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, uh, this covers everything from 2026 to 2030. 
but I would, I hope it's, it's well, I, I'm convinced it's still such a great thing to see. So. Yeah. You, you repeated it during your meeting with analysts, but you said last, last fall, you said that, uh, you know, that, that one mile from the highway yep. to the, yeah. you know, to the hub, yeah. if you will, is the hardest mile of all. You want to explain that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, look, it's when you're on a highway and there is an animal, danger. If you're on a highway and there is a kid, danger. If you're on a highway and someone comes in the opposite direction, then you are driving. Super dangerous. If you're on a normal street and there is a kid, mostly no danger until the kid jumps on the road. If you're on a normal street and there is an animal, it could be a dog on a leaf. Yeah? Uh, if a car comes in your direction, it's just the opposite lane. If this car swirls into your lane, danger. But so this more difficult, you know, that non-regulated traffic which you have on the highway. Yeah. Nearly everyone is going. It's the same speed in the same direction. Yeah. Right. And it, it, and fewer fewer obstacles, truthfully, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So as you as you in more consistent. Look if if I look at a normal city is all the streets and the change you have every day, here's more construction, here's sometimes doing a ditch because some, some cables need to be put, put down. Here, a moving truck that blocks or a construction truck that, that blocks the street for half a day. Always changing in the infrastructure while on a highway. That's fairly controlled. Yeah, so you have, so it's that far. Uh, we, we start talking about hub to hub or ramp to ramp. If you could do ramp to ramp, we could be faster. When it does not help, you know, because then you have to get the driver getting to the ram, but then they have to get the driver off and bring him back up. So I would say, well, you've you've mentioned us have others that that you know the jobs are just better if you're yeah. waiting, you know, to take the truck and you know do the swap in five minutes and yeah. you know get off to the distribution center. I want to I want to wrap up on this one, and and that is this whole question around uh, autonomy and what we're seeing. We saw it coming, and now it's accelerating, which is sort of the shakeout. Mm-hmm. You know, many of the companies that you sort of, I don't want to say lightly regarded, but you didn't have a lot of good to say about companies that were, were just doing software, did not have a redundant chassis, yeah. for example. We're starting to see some of those fall by the wayside now. Do you have a, a, a take on where we are? Uh, I would say we are good. And it's always difficult to comment on companies I don't have the inside. So I can, uh, I, I, I love always to talk about our company. But I think I see for us three distinct advantages we have. We have with Talk a core that you is really committed to software and we added like a company like Algolux to it, uh, which brings artificial intelligence knowledge to it. So we have here a really nucleus now, meanwhile, of one at five hundred engineers really de- dedicated to software. Where from the other side, this freightliner, a huge group of engineers who really know hardware. Yeah. And I have no clue how someone will solve it without knowledge of the hardware. So this close cooperation between the Freightliner engineers and the Torx engineers, uh, same is, by the way, between Waymo and Freightliner that helps. But then we have something distinct. This is our close connection to the customer. I don't do autonomous trucking to replace our customers. I do it with our customers to make their life easier. And I think that is a common theme. That is how we started the interview. We do things to make the life of our customers easier to make them more efficient. We are fully aware that purchasing the, of the truck is the most important decision every single one of our customers is doing. We don't want to let them down. 
Yeah. It's never a mistake to buy a truck from Daimler Trucks or Western Star or Freightliner. It's never. That's great. Martin, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks. Thank you. This is the newest of Daimler Trucks products. It's coming back to the U.S. after a few years off. It is now the Rizon. And this is a class four and five delivery vehicle. Also a chassis that can be used for other products. And it will be its own brand in this country. It'll be run through the Velocity Truck Network. Let's go take a ride. So Phil Burko, sales manager for Ryzen. This is new. This is something that's on its way here from Yokohama, Japan. Mm-hmm. And it will uh, fill in a, a, a gap, really, for Daimler in this market. Is that correct? That's right. This is a new new entrant to class four and five for us. So that brings us down um, down a few sizes from where we've, we've played traditionally with, with down the trucks products here in the US. Yeah, and the the idea of I mean, you know, this is a burgeoning area, really, especially class five. I mean, there's a ton of competition, but it seems like when the 800 pound gorilla Daimler in this case comes in, everybody else should be the one sort of fearing, right? <laughs> well, one of the things that really is going to set us apart is this is a series production vehicle. It rolls down a production line. It's been tested by uh, by Daimler engineers, and and that's really what's what's going to be different from a lot of the competition. And this time, it's an electric vehicle only. In other words, I, I understand that the uh, gas and uh, I don't know if there was a diesel version. The gas versions are going away. This is going to be an electric vehicle only. Is that correct? Exactly. The Ryzen brand is dedicated to zero emissions urban transportation in the U.S. and Canada. Okay. And it's primarily a U.S. brand. Is that right? I mean, a new brand in this country. Right. And we are planning on on rolling out further into the U.S. And then uh, by the uh, probably end of the next year, we should be in Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, mostly through Velocity truck centers, is that correct? The Velocity is acting as a distributor for us, which is a different sales model than than folks are kind of used to with with Daimler companies. Um, so they handle a lot of the market facing activities. So from everything from import to dealer network, um, and then and then managing the sales of that dealer network. Velocity's responsibility. Okay, why don't you take us for a ride? Yeah, you bet. Okay. I guess the first thing we'll notice is no noise. If you can have a conversation in a truck like this. We can close that window, get that bus out of the way. Yeah, that would be good. Engine's on and we're ready to go. All right. So one of the nice features about this, because it is, of course, all new, is this nice automotive interior. All right. So this can be very approachable to a lot of a lot of drivers that are maybe intimidated by driving a truck. Multifunction steering wheel, digital instrument cluster, shift by wire, electronic park brake, all kinds of features that that we're used to in our in our personal trucks, right? Let's put her in gear. And here we go. Of course, it's just a parking lot run, but you can really get a sense of it. I mean, we're not gonna go you know, uh, ludicrous mode here or anything like that in a parking lot. Right. But I guess that uh, instant torque is just one of the things that, you know, people love about a truck like this. It's fun. It it uh, kind of gets that slow truck thing out of the way. At the, you know, the transmissions have been good for for that in a while. But but yeah, you get going right away. Yeah. I would imagine, you know, the lack of idle too, because trucks aren't always, you know, unloaded right away and things like that. They do double park and, you know, a little different frustration maybe that, that we have with 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 trucks but but in this case you're you're talking about one that's just not going to pollute while it sits there exactly you don't have noise pollution you don't have smog you don't have particulates and certainly no carbon emissions right right so rise on coming in uh, what quarter when will we see them you'll start seeing them in the market uh after sop in august so oh, okay fourth quarter this year very good all right well phil thank you so much for taking us for the ride and thanks for uh, for helping us out on this one my pleasure Well, we hope you enjoyed that interview with Mountain Dom. We were very fortunate that the Daiwar folks were able to provide him for us this week. Next week, interestingly enough, we'll have another sort of Daiwar thing, but uh, from the past. Roger Nielsen, who was the CEO and actually was appointed to the CEO role at Daiwar Truck North America by Martin Dom, will be our guest, our scheduled guest next week. 
So I hope we'll see you then. 